bonus episode <laughs> of Pokemakers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of Pokemakers Between Seasons. Whoa. This episode is going to be unedited. Completely unedited, so you're going to get some stuff. Also, sorry if our voices sound bad. We've been sick. It's cold and flu season. Wear a mask and wash your hands. Woo! (laughs) Today, we are not making Pokemon and a world for them to inhabit. We are reacting to Pokemon and a world in which they inhabit. Yeah! Scarlet and Violet are out. We have played them, yeah, and we want to talk about them. We're going to tell you what we think about the latest Pokemon generation. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Let's get into it. Yeah. I've got no music sting to get into. Yeah, what How? What are we going to start with? Well, I've got a list. I've got a list of our topics. All right, so... And I figured talk- the first thing we could talk about for a new Pokemon is the new Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. I thought that might be a, a bold strategy. Yeah, that might be a uh, good place to start. <laughs> Obviously, we've already given some thoughts on some of the Pokemon yeah. as they were revealed during the show. But uh, how about we start with the starters? Okay. Because they're the starters, and that's why we start. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pokemon. <laughs> uh, so, first of all, what starter did you... I first picked Quaxley, but that was mostly because you were picking Sprigatito, and everyone else we know... And most people in the world were picking Fuecoco. Because <laughs> Fuecoco is definitely the most popular, followed by Sprigatito. It's fair. But you love ducks. I like, yeah. I mean, I like Psyduck. You like ducks in general. Yeah, but I like Psyduck. Okay. Cranksley's fine. Sure. And its final stages. <laughs> Questionably duck. <laughs> yeah. Um... They're like, what if this duck was also a peacock? To be fair, didn't our we had a Pokemon in Olsea that started off as a blue jay and became a peacock. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Duck to peacock is not that far is not that different. But the fact that its name is still talking about cracking though. That's fair. Quaquaval. Which Quaqua is just the like my preferred name for a duck Pokemon in general. It's very good. It's yeah. Can I say I have no idea how anyone could focus with with that final evolution of their starter <laughs> in battle. That thing is like just like dancing constantly. It's shaking it's, a booty. It's, it's moving so much and it's very colorful shake, and it's shake, distracting. Shake. Cause you gotta shake, 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 shake. In in my in my game, <laughs> um, my Your rival what? Nimona Nimona had Quaxley. <laughs> and every time I fought the final evolution, what was his name? Quack? Quackquaval. Quackquaval? Like Quack, Aqua, and Carnival. Yeah, yeah. Um, every time I fought them, just I just was so distracted. Especially with terastalizing. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Consider. Consider. Director Clavel had Quackquaval in my game. <laughs> Oh, oh, that would have been a lot. Honestly, wait, no, he didn't. I had it. No, wait, director. Wait, no, director. The the second in my second playthrough because I've played through both games and I chose Fuecoco in my second playthrough. Yeah, 
What do you think? What Alex? What do you think of the Sprigatito Evolution line? I actually really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of like discourse about it being bipedal. Or yeah. Whatever. Um, I don't mind. Bipedal isn't necessarily bad. It's just so very humanoid. Yeah. It's more humanoid than it needs to be. I can't remember the name of it at this point. Meowscarada is Meow one Scarada. of them. Is that the final one or the middle one? I think that's the final one. <laughs> They're all kind of the same joke. Yeah. Um, I... The middle stage is Florigato. Yeah, Florigato. Um, I actually really like Meowscarada. Mm-hmm. Um, the... It's just it's got a cool vibe. It's like a cool it's like spooky, it's like a magician, but also like it gives me kind of um marionette puppet vibes. Yeah, there's a, I feel like they didn't really know what they were doing cuz doesn't the middle stage have a yo-yo? The middle stage does have a yo-yo. What which was makes the me theme? which makes me think that like the yo-yo strings then sort of become the like puppet strings maybe. I guess it fe- it feels a little bit disjointed. It is it is. It is. But also, it's kind of like a court jester sort of thing. I don't. I don't know what it is. Um, I do like it though, and the 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 move that it gets is so good. I mean, they've all got incredible <laughs> signature moves. The uh, Meowscarada's being flower trick, which simply can't miss and always is a critical hit. But the other two both boost the stat. Mm. Quacks, uh, Quack I think Aqua Step. Boosts its speed, guaranteed every time. Oh wow! And Skeledurge's Torch Song boosts its special attack every time. Nice. So every time you, it's like a double powered power up bunch. It's crazy strong. Nice. And it just gets better. Speaking of Skeledurge, no question, my favorite of the three final <laughs> stages. It's so cool. Like, it's the first. We've had several crocodilian Pokemon, but this is the mm. first one that ends up on all fours. Yeah. Doing the opposite of the standard starter thing, where it goes from being on two legs to being down on all fours which is very cool i it gives me clown vibes and i don't like that i get that i again i i still don't quite know what the overall theme is for these three it seems like they're entertainers i guess it yeah i guess like you got you got the carnival dancer yeah and a singer it's weird that it's a singer on all fours as well like the, the sing the singer aspect of Skeledurge feels kind of tacked on. Wait, how is that a singer? Yes, correct. H- how? It rises to attack. It rises up onto two legs, and the fireball bird on its nose turns into a microphone. Oh, that's the, okay. That that's the other thing that's really cool about the design through line, though, is that like the middle stage, um, uh, Crocker, Crocker, it's. Fire put crocodile Pokemon, it's crocker something. Crocker law has an egg ne- and a nest on its head. Oh, excuse dogs, we're not editing them out. Deal with it. That is, yeah. See, I don't know if I've seen that one at all because in my you, you game, yeah. I, I skipped th- over yeah. that one. The general design of it is kind of whatever, middle stage, whatever. It's but fun, it's a fire egg sombrero. Oh, it's like the like the like crocodiles that have like the little birds that come and sit on their. Well, on that's their the heads. final yeah, stage. It yeah, has a yeah. bird in its nose, yeah. which apparently has its own soul. Don't worry about that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, huh? But yeah, it's really cool. I would have personally been interested in doing like a crocodile 
and a bird as like a pair of symbiotic Pokemon in some yeah, way, like yeah. Man- Mantine and Remoraid, yeah, pilot fish style. Yeah, I think that could have been interesting, but it's still a really cool concept and design. We'll have to do like a hippo Pokemon that has like a bird that is attached to it. Watch this base. <laughs> um, or a rhino. You want to do another rhino? I mean, we could. We did just do a rhino, <laughs> but we don't need to do it immediately. I know, we I definitely know. could. I mean, I'm not going to say no to doing a rhino. <laughs> I know. Very importantly about Skeletor, though, no question, quite frankly, the Zodiac theory is, is, is dead. Oh, yeah, that's like, gone. There are some people still trying to argue it, because a male crocodile is a bull. Which is something I had said, like... Yeah. Like... When, you, you when the starters were first yeah, when we, we talked about those. announced, I was like, well, I mean, I think like a, a crocodile is like a, a bull and cow. Isn't that like what their their gendered terms are or whatever? Yeah. And, and and like, like, that's like a bit of a stretch. It though. really is. When like, like a yeah. fireball as a premise is such a good premise that they did do that in this game. <laughs> because there are, there's regional forms Multiple regional forms of Tauros, Paldean Tauros, yeah. which is just Tauros but black. But then there are also two ver- other forms where it's fire fighting and water fighting that are obscenely hard to find. Yeah. And, but why would I want to use the regular one if those are available? Right? Uh, <sighs> and now, now we've talked about all the regional variants in this game. Because we've already talking about we've already talked about Paldean Wooper. Oh yeah. And it's just the two somehow. Well, we didn't talk about um Clodsire. Sure. I guess that's not it's, a it's not variant, it's a regional variant but... evolution. Yeah. yeah. But it's just weird that there are only two regional variants in this game. That is weird. That's less like Legends Arcus had more than that. Yeah. To be fair, like, what, it's worth noting that this game technically has more new Pokemon than any generation has had since Generation 5. Mm. But that's when you factor in things like the uh, divergent or the convergent evolution Pokemon yeah. are considered entirely new forms. But there's only four of those. However, there are a further 14 paradox Pokemon that are basically just redesigns of old Pokemon. Yeah. So really, it's pretty similar levels to previous generations that counted all their many regional variants and their mega revolutions and all that malarkey. I want to talk about Paradox Pokemon later. Yeah, that's fine. We'll come back to those. Um, I want to talk more about, like, the actual new Pokemon. Yeah, let's go into some more of the new Pokemon. It's like, you get your first battle against Lechonk, everyone loves Lechonk, and then it evolves and nobody cares anymore because (laughs) Oinkalone is... It's just a pig. It's it's, like, it's a... Yeah, it's fine. It doesn't really... It doesn't do anything with the Truffle Pit Hog concept that we'd have liked instead it's a perfume pig yeah yeah i don't know but the first new pokemon that wasn't in trailers that you find exploring is probably tarantula oh yeah and i was disappointed by where that one went i really thought it was gonna have a third stage yeah (laughs) well we liked finding tarantula and it's like oh that's really similar to cobweb it is yeah podweb podweb yeah yeah it's a spider surrounded by a ball of, of of web, and it's not a middle stage. It's not a cocoon Pokemon, but it's a similar premise. Yeah. And its final stage is just as disappointing as we talked about <laughs> Cobwing being. <laughs> it really is. Oh, sorry about dogs. Um, it really is a shame because like, I was so excited about the like ball of yarn. Pokemon. Yeah, and how it's it like seems to have like. 
It, I mean, yeah, it's clearly not just web and thread in general, but it is very clearly a ball of yarn. And I was like, oh, is it going to turn into, like, some, like, cool, like, knitting creature? And it turns into, like, a, a spool? It's got a spool, which I guess is technically carrying on the theme in some capacity. But it's just, like, it's... Oh, we could have had a knitting Pokemon. Yeah. So Nimble. Now... Nimble? Did you want to... Oh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, now I have to make a knitting Pokemon. <laughs> but Nimble... Man, how many of those have you trodden on? Oh, right they're so small! And they're everywhere! Nimble's cute. Low, ki cute. low kicks or low key, because some people aren't sure if that's a silent X or oh, okay. whatever. Yeah. But, like, it can work either way. But it's bug dark. So that's the first time we've got that. Yeah. We'll talk about some new type combinations we go through as well, but that's cool. Yeah. But that's kind of it again. It's like, it's, it's like, it's yeah, fine. all right. It feels more like a fighting type. It does. It's all about kicking. Yeah. I get, like, a, like cricket, grasshopper type thing. Mm -hmm. Totally makes sense for Bug Dark. Like, they are nocturnal animals. Well, but dark isn't darkness. It's not. It's evil. That's true. Which is why we did a Black Widow. Yeah. Let's talk about your favorite evolution line, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Poor me! We were correct in that the, the Pika clone evolves this time because it doesn't have a secondary type. Yeah. And it becomes so different, so different as reflected by its name from Poor Me to Poor Mo. It literally just stands up. It's not even really even any bigger. It is a slightly different shade, though, which makes it look like a shiny if you're just looking at a group of them on the ground. And it's, I mean, it turns out the shinies are pink, so they do stand out at least. But when you're first playing and you don't know that, it just looks like a shiny. Yeah. And then Poor Mott, its final form, the color goes back to being more like Poor Me. And again, it looks so similar. Yeah. Like, mechanically, there's a lot of cool stuff going on here. They're electric fighting. They're the first electric fighting types which mm. is the type we gave to our pseudo-legendary. It's a really cool oh, type yeah, combination. Yeah. They've got a really powerful move that, like, only Pormot and one other Pokemon learn in Revival Blessing, which is a rev a 1pp move because it just revives a Pokemon. And that's very cool. It's actually ridiculous. That's going to mess up competitive in so many weird ways. Yeah. I just think the design... Oh, yeah, yeah. You could have skipped that middle stage, and I think yeah, it would have been... yeah perfectly fine yeah especially as the moment you have the middle stage you can evolve it by just walking around for a little while yeah. it's not a level-based evolution or anything yeah it's um i had a poor me on my second team and the moment it became poor mo i just made had it become a poor uh, yeah D disappointed in in the design or lack of design in that one yeah i i honestly did the fear I did not realize that Palma was the evolution. Like, I saw it around and I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that Palmy's just kind of walking around. Because, you know, they've got different animations and stuff. Yeah. Didn't even... Nothing. Now we're going to Germany for some reason. It's Tandemouse. Tandemouse, I love, though. It's ridiculous. This should really probably be the Ratata. Because for some reason, for some reason, Lechonk... Not a rodent or uh, whatever rabbits are. Leopard something. Yeah. Lagomorph. Mm -hmm. I should know that. I made it. <laughs> but it's just a pig. It's poor sign for whatever reason. But here we have a two-stage line of, of rodents that are pure normal type. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's a weird one, though, because it evolves in your party without even telling you. And its evolution is just two mice had a baby or maybe two babies, probably two babies, but maybe only one. And they've got multiple ridiculously powerful signature moves. They're really cool and interesting. Yeah. Despite being almost undesigned. They're very simple. They look like a blank, like you could get a coloring sheet of these and it looks like you're supposed to design your own design on top of them. Yeah. Because they are just blank designs. I'm just now realizing that like one of them has a shirt and one of them has pants. Yes, they do have fur patterns that suggest clothing of some description. Yeah. It's that's very subtle. It's a I, little I odd. I had not noticed. I didn't use these on my team, so like I. Yep. Oh, the shiny versions are just like the same, but like yeah, you can't you can't see their little clothes. No, you can. The clothes are just a slightly different color. They're like a yellowy shade instead of blue. Uh, yeah. I th- I think I probably would have enjoyed them more if that was like a more. Um, brighter like a more off-put color yeah make him like a brown mouse yeah could be fun i love a brown mouse yeah uh (laughs) i don't have much else to say about them yeah (laughs) i thought i had something but never mind i do think actually i do have something else to say about them Mm -hmm. why why is it possible to have one baby like they're always in twos they should always be in sets of twos. Mm. What about well, the one is going to grow up and it's going to be all alone? Well, but like, I mean, in theory, these are, I mean, there's a lot of questions about breeding things in Pokemon. Like, what? how does a baby Kangaskhan become a Kangaskhan? Because that never actually happens. Mm. Like, they're never going to go out on their own is the thing. Also, Tandemouse is two separate entities considered one living creature. That like, goes like, in one Pokeball. Yeah, like Phalanx. I guess. But it's a little weird that the way they evolve is by having a baby. They're, con- they're, they're considered a genderless Pokemon as well. <laughs> and I, I, mm-hmm. You know what the shiny should have been? The shiny should have been that they both wear pants. <laughs> Gay mice. Fido is cute and fun, and <laughs> yeah. Dashbun being a cooked bread and having an ability that reflects good. that well makes body. There are a lot of abilities that hose fire types for no particular reason, <laughs> but it's cool. Smolive is a fun evolution line. I really love the designs of yeah. the Smolive line. They're cute. Um, my own. <laughs> the only thing I dislike about it is that I was mad that that one gym leader didn't have one on her team. <laughs> Oh, the bu- the bug gym leader. The, in the, in the, the Olive Town. Yeah, there's... we'll get to the gyms. Yeah, I know. Um, but I actually I really love the small of line. I didn't use use it because I had a grass starter. Mm. I used it in my second playthrough. It's the it's uh, signature ability in its final stage. Really fun seed sower when it's hit by a move. Mm. Gra- it starts grassy terrain. Oh, it's nice. really cool. Yeah. Um. I'm going to jump around a bit here because next up is Sporkabilly. Hmm. And I want to talk about how in like early footage, like in some of the trailers, we saw like a little sprite of a Sporkabilly. And from that, we thought, oh, that's probably going to be the regional Pidgey, the local little bird. This game doesn't have one. Yeah. This game breaks a lot of traditions. It breaks the Zodiac for Firestarters completely, like more so than it already had been. There's no regional bird, unless you count maybe Wattrell. 
the Pika clone evolves again for the first time. There's a lot of weird things like that. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Squawkabilly is fine. It's fine. It shows up strangely late as well, because the first bird we haven't got to yet. We'll talk about the first bird you find. <laughs> we both really like the Knackly line. I love Knackly. Starts out as a Mario mushroom, then becomes a Minecraft pig, and then becomes a pyramid. And it's made of salt. And has unique moves and abilities. The name is so good. Yeah, I'm kind of mad that we never thought of doing a Pokemon based on, a, like, based on a particular chemical element and using the element's char- like, yeah, name in that yeah. way. Knackly, Knacklestack, Garganical. Garganical? I had a Garganical on my team. I had it on my second team. Um, And it was a tank. Yeah. <laughs> Salt, salt cure is a really cool and interesting salt move. Salt cure is so good. And purifying salt is a really fun ability as well. Mm. Prevents it from status conditions and halves damage from ghost moves. Yeah. Cool. Um, very strong pile of salt. Yeah. I love it. Charcadet, Armor Rouge, Cerulege. I mean, we talked about the two evolutions already. Mm. They're really cool. They are really cool. I, I used... You used uh, Cerulege and I used Armor Rouge. Yeah. Their signature moves are incredible. Yeah. Um, Taj Bulb, the pre-evolution of Belly Bolt. That's cute. It's cute. I like the name. I like the design. No notes. Yeah. Excellent. Watchroll and Killer Watchroll are really cool. There, uh, yeah. there's an example of a really simple bird design that yeah. I really liked. I also really like it. And you know what I think a huge part of it is? The eyes. It's very expressive. It's so expressive. Like Watchroll looks so derpy in the best way, and Killer Watchroll. <laughs> Looks like it's going to kill a watchful you. Yeah. And it's, it's such a good... It's very cool and simple. I also had a kill a watchful yeah, on my team. Yeah, me too. Was that was on my first very team. very strong. Yeah. <laughs> Mastiff is cute. Yeah. Mabostiff we'll get back to later. <laughs> Mabostiff isn't as cute as it could have been. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get back to that later. That's not the point. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is important, though, is that this game has three new evolution lines so of dog Pokemon. Dogs. And like a dozen other returning dog Pokemon, so many dogs. you can you can easily build an entire team of just dog Pokemon with yeah. no type overlap. Yeah. In this game. Oh, beautiful. Shrewdle is the pre-evolution of Grafii because for some reason a shrew evolved into a Graf- an, into an eye eye, and it's fine. That could have also been like uh, uh that could have been the Rattata if it had been pure normal. Mm. So many things that could have been the Rattata thing, and, like, they made it the pig. <laughs> but I guess the pig follows the, the case of being rather bland. Yeah. Bramblin and Bramblegast. I love them! They made a... They made me a grass ghost! Tumbleweed. It's a tumbleweed! We had we had Tumbug acting as a tumbleweed, but now there's actually it's a tumbleweed. actually straight up a tumbleweed. I also did not use this one on my team because I had a grass starter, and I had a different ghost. Yeah, there were a lot of really good grass types in this game. Yeah, I'm like, if I were to play again, which I rarely do, I just don't have the time. Yeah. Um, if I were to play again, I would absolutely have tumbleweed i love it so much but you know what's another really cool grass type that you and i that i used on my first team because mm. you and i found it in a raid together which toad's cruel toad's cruel toad's cool and toad's cruel the only other because again there's only two 
convergent evolution lines, which is weird that they've introduced this premise and only done it with two Pokemon. Yeah. But Toad School and Toad Scroll, phenomenal. Mushrooms based on the is it like the oh the woodier mushroom woodier which is like mushrooms. but it translates like the japanese name is like a jellyfish mushroom yeah, or something the japanese name is literally like jellyfish mushroom yeah but it's to- it's toad t-o-e-d because it has toes it's got toes it runs around on its legs because it's so fast for no reason <laughs> it's hilarious and i love it it's ground goat grass yeah it's really cool and it's weird. an excellent design um it it so much fun. Yeah. The the names, the, the, the n- jokes like and the, the names. The name is <sighs> so good. Uh I love it. We've talked about cloth, no notes. Yeah. Great. Capsa Kid and Sco Villain. We got our grass fire type. There is type. a grass fire type. And it follows that it's it is there are, in all Fakemon there have been two default grass fire types. Either a sunflower of regional variant or evolution or a pepper. And this one's the pepper. And this one's the pepper. Sko villain is a is a fun name. What a great name! I mean, I'm like, why is it a villain? But you know what? Whatever. It's because cr- it's on scary. I suppose. It's it's very cool. Like, what is it weak to? That's fair. It, it like it is a good defensive type combination. <laughs> it is weak to poison, flying, and rock, and it has super effective moves against rock as well. Hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Anytime I encountered those, I actually had a really hard time. It's weird because like a, a lot of the things you tend to fight them with, you're like, no wait, the other one resists that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a dung beetle Pokemon. I also really like it. Relor, which is roller backwards and evolves into Rabska, which is the syllables of Scarab backwards, yeah. but not spelled backwards, and it's weird. I cool. like it. Yeah. I think it's cool. It's there. Also a Pokemon that's kind of just there. It's fine. Flistle and Espathra. Yeah. Psychic bird emu thing? Ostrich? Ostrich. Large bird, long neck, but legs. But what is the, the pre... The pre... Uh, flittle. Flittle? What is flittle? This is a baby bird. Is it? It looks like a, like, Dumbo jellyfish. <laughs> those ones are... Those those designs, I'm sure there is, like, something there that I'm, like, yeah. not getting. Yeah. It feels like like it's meant to be something, and I just don't quite. Maybe, I feel like there's a lot of psychic types that are kind of just like that, though. That are just mm-hmm. like a weird thing. That's fair. Um, Tinker Tink, Tinker Tough, Tinker Ton. I like those. Fairy Steel. I really like those. I I almost use it on my first team, and I did use it on my second team. Really cool, fun design based on a tinker and a fairy and a yeah. hammer. And they're a natural predator of Corviknight. And the reason <laughs> that Corviknight taxis aren't used in this region is because these hammer-wielding Pokemon would knock them out of the sky. And their hammers are made of of Corviknights that they've killed. And they don't have a shiny form. Their shiny form is just that they've made their hammers out of dead, shiny Corviknight. Which is so metal. And it is metal. It it's, is metal. It... <laughs> it's very metal. Uh, it's great. Yeah. I love when, like, there's, like, world building, like, built into a design like that. Yeah, like, that is yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. More of that, please. Thank you. Um, also, its signature move is absurd. It's a 160 base power physical steel move with 100% accuracy. The only drawback is you can't use it two turns in a row, but you can use a different move on the second turn. Yeah. So you could just 
protect. Uh-huh. And then hit again. Uh-huh. Alex Wiglet evolved into Wug Trio. Of course it does. Apparently Wug is a type of worm somewhere, so... <laughs> the name still technically works here. Nowhere near as good as Toad School and Toad Scroll. And the design is also okay. It's fine. It... The funniest thing about it is just like the name. Wiglet is Wiglet is hilarious. Yeah. Wug Trio is fine. It's fine. Because the fact that it wiggles was, oh, it was so good. Bombardier, a stork Pokemon with a knapsack that it uses to drop rocks. Yeah. What is the typing on that? Flying Dark. Weird. But it has a hidden ability that is similar to uh, Delmise's. Remember, okay. Delmise had the ability to, like, power up Steel-type moves and, okay. as an attacking Pokemon, act like a Steel-type. This has a similar ability for rock moves. Oh, okay. Called That's Rocky cool. Payload. That's cool. I just, like, the whole, like, Stork thing, you'd think they'd... they'd like, Storks deliver babies, yeah? Mm-hmm. Why is it dropping rocks from the sky? Those are not babies! It's a Rocky Payload. <laughs> to be fair, do we know that that myth exists in Japan? They're presumably wow. drawing on it here, but they're just playing with it in a different way, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Here's a really cool Pokemon. Uh-huh. Finizen and Palafin. Yeah. I, we finally got a dolphin. We got a dolphin. Also, we got a superhero. Yeah. Just like we have just made. Yeah. Um, I with like... a unique ability, zero to hero. It's so good. The evolution looks identical to its pre-evolution, except it has a heart on its chest. Until it switches out, and it's no longer a mere finizen. Now it's Palafin! And it refuses to change into its superhero form in front of you. And it gets ridiculous stats when it switches and becomes... I don't... Yeah, I had one on my team, and I don't know if, like... It was just, like, the last addition to my team, so it was always, like, slightly lower. Yeah in level but like even then it was it was only a level or two behind the rest of my team um, I, maybe mine just wasn't very good maybe <laughs> mine was just like just just kind of disappointing you, the concept was so good though yeah you you could it's i imagine competitive players are going to do a lot of cool things with it yeah oh yeah yeah and i think mine probably just had lame stats um I've I've encountered that with Pokemon before yeah. that are like, oh, this Pokemon's really good, and mine's just like, not. <laughs> another Pokemon, an, another type combination that we did, Steel Poison, it's Varoom and Revavroom, <laughs> the car Pokemon that were shown in almost every trailer and not revealed before the game came out. Yeah. But they're there. They're fun and interesting. The, the, the Starmobiles were uh, a whole thing, but they're yeah. not really the Pokemon. Yeah. They're fine. They're fine. has got some cool, unique moves, but I'm just like, I'm not going to use Cyclozar. It's just like my own Pokemon that yeah. I'm riding, but, you know, less interesting. It's just there. Orthworm, another another creature that we did a Pokemon yeah. for. There were a lot of things that we did similar designs for, but, well, I say similar designs, drew on similar animals, because we had yeah. a very different worm design. Yeah. But I... this is also a worm with a little form and a very big form because yeah. it's a Titan. Yeah. It's adorable. It's a Muppet. I love it. It's it's it like it's just a Muppet. It would not be out of place yeah. in the Muppets. It's face design and concept. It's so Muppety. And it's also got a cool unique ability that is like uh Sap Sipper not Sap Sipper, mm. uh Water Absorb but for 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 ground moves. Yeah. Earth Eater. 
which is one of Ruby's weaknesses, which is cool. Glimmer and Glamora are weird. Yeah. Glamora is the signature Pokemon of the champion. It's like, uh, okay, I guess. Okay. It looks alien. It does look very alien. Hey, Alex, you know what's not a ground type? Houndstone. Houndstone is not a ground type. It's pure ghost. I feel like they I feel missed, like they missed something there. I feel like the only reason it's pure type is because they're like, oh, we want to make so many dog Pokemon, but we want to do them in different types. Mm. So we've got to like d- just do monotype dogs now, because this game has a pure dark, a pure fairy, and a pure ghost type dog. Yeah. Maybe. I guess, but like. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Even like I I love the design. Yeah. I love the design so so much. Um, the design would have worked so well for it to be a ghost ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, it, it buries itself underground. Mm-hmm. And, like... You change ugh. nothing about the design. You just get make it ground type, give it some more ground moves. Bring back the bone moves. I also... I would have accepted ghost rock, even. Because, like, the tombstone being, like, a rock on yeah. its head. But, like... I mean, we made a tombstone that was ghost rock. Yeah. But, like... <sighs> why? Yeah. Please... It would have been so good as a ground type. Here's another animal we did. A flamingo. It's Flamigo. <laughs> what did we name ours? A uh, Flamaroon. Okay. Because, yeah. That's fair. But we weren't a Spanish-based region, so, yeah. Makes sense. Uh, it's got good design. I mean, it's just a flamingo. It's just a flamingo <laughs> with, a, with a tie in its neck for some reason. It's a pretty simple design but like it's effective a it flamingo shows up. just like looks like a pokemon it shows up in the opening cutscene and every streamer and let's play i see doing it it's just like that's just a flamingo just a it's flamingo. just a flamingo you can get that in the first area before you reach mesagoza before you reach school mm. it's base stats of those of a fully evolved pokemon yeah it's actually ridiculous how early you get this really powerful pokemon it's strong the other birds you get later are weaker. Squawkabilly is weaker. Why don't you get Squawkabilly until so late? Yeah, that is weird. Actually, I know why. It's because this game doesn't have any type or any level balancing. We'll get to that. <laughs> it's not very well balanced, but we'll talk about that later. Satoddle and Satitan are cool. I've got nice thoughts on them, really. Yeah. Velusa was... It, it, fish. It's just a generic fish. I enjoy what it does mechanically. It's new ability sharpness. Powering up slicing moves is cool. That is cool. But it's just a fish. Dondozo and Tatsugiri. A pair of Pokemon that have a symbiotic relationship, as we talked about earlier. Love that. A giant catfish and a living sushi? Yeah. And the giant catfish is water type and the sushi is dragon water. And the the, the catfish is the false dragon. Yeah. (laughs) They team up. They've got a really cool gimmick that only exists in double battles, which means it's basically non-functional in a playthrough, so we haven't really seen it. Yeah. It's probably kind of cool for, like, competitive battling. Probably. Annihilate! Uh-huh. They've brought back proper old-school evolutions of older Pokemon again, as we saw in Legends Arceus, but Legends Arceus had, like, a lot of Pokemon from Legends Arceus are in this game, but you can't evolve into those Pokemon by means in the game you need to have transferred things for various reasons which eh. yeah but evolutions are back annihilate primate gets so angry it just dies <laughs> and becomes fighting ghost which is an immensely cool type combination it has a crazy powerful ability and move it's it's so good 
It's very cool. Also so good is Claude Sire. I had a Claude Sire on my team and it was also a tank. It's a big, it's like, it's a blobfish practically. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a big really blob. good. It's so good. Oh. Giraffe. What, what's the type of, hold on, what's the type of Claude Sire is poison ground. It's right. The, the first time they've done that since Nidder King and Nidder Queen. Yeah. So like, um, I think we may have talked about this in the show, I don't remember or not, mm. but like my gym that I did was the ground type gym. Yes. Um. And I was complaining that I don't really like ground types. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I don't like the design of any ground types. <laughs> um, ground types, actually, like, very good type. Yeah. <laughs> I've, um, Claude Zire has brought me around. I really actually love ground type <laughs> mechanically. It's a, it's a very strong attacking type. It's yeah. very good. Yeah. I, they're just, all of the designs are kind of disappointing. <laughs> um, but not Claude Zire. Love, love that little guy. Man, you know what could have been a satisfying ground type design? Uh, stone. <laughs> um, we uh, we need to get through these Pokemon. Yeah. Fur giraffe is. It's giraffe. Da Dunsparce. Da Dunsparce. <laughs> they gave us a Dunsparce evolution. Another thing we did on the podcast. <laughs> I forget if we kept it pure normal, or if we made it normal drag. I think we kept it pure normal. I think didn't we, we kept it pure normal. Um, but ours was like it actually got good. It, well, no. Here's the thing. This becomes a good attacking physical yeah. like fighting Pokemon. It's got good stats. Okay. You evolved it, but then you didn't use it. Is the yeah, thing. I, I just evolved it. No, it has, it's like, I it don't has decent this. stats. Like, fair enough. Fair enough. But it's a meme. It's a dud Dunsparce because it just <laughs> gets a bit bigger. Maybe gets a lot bigger if it like, you've got a 1% chance of the three segment form. Yeah. Which like people jokingly call dud -da Dunsparce. Dud -da Dunsparce. But it's a dud. It, King Gambit is cool. An evolution of Bishop. It's a shame that the uh, the chess thing didn't exist in Japan for Pawnyard and Bishop. Yeah. So there's no split evolution for a king and a queen. Yeah. It's another one of those ones where the names are gendered, even though the Pokemon's not. Yeah. Which like is fine for the Pokemon from Generation One when gender didn't exist. But now, <laughs> why did you make Pawnyard and Bishop weirdly chess themed? When, I don't know. when, like, instead, there could just later be a chess Pokemon. I don't know. I'm going to skip over those for a moment. The uh, paradox. Frigibax, Arctibax, Baxcalibur are the pseudo legendaries, apart from the fact that they're yet another dragon. I like them because they're ice type and I use them and they're cool. Yeah. Gimme Ghoul, Gimme we've talked ghoul. about. But it is officially Pokemon 999, which is great for its gimmick. I think it's the first time a Pokemon's gimmick has ever tied into its national Pokedex yeah, number. Yeah, it's very good. And then Pokemon 1000, Goldengo. Goldengo. I love Goldengo. Its unique ability is so good. It's move, cheese man. Its move is make it rain. It rides around on a skateboard. It rides around on a skateboard or a surfboard? Why does it do that? I don't know, <laughs> but it's it, awesome. Why does it do that? It's so cool. It's like the radical string cheese dude from the nineties. <laughs> Next, we have the the treasures of ruin. Four mm. legendary Pokemon that are part of like just yeah yeah. If you play, I I have not made it to the post game, so this is post game spoilers. Not really is the thing. You can encounter them before the post game is the thing. Can you really? Well, all you've got to do is find the stakes. If you found those stakes around, oh okay. Like you I found like one. You've got there's eight <laughs> per Pokemon. 
and then you've got to find the gate for them. And you can get a hint as to where the gates are from the history teacher oh, okay. if you do all of your history classes. Oh. Um, they're interesting. Like, they're all dark because they're very evil. They've caused destruction. I think they've all got really interesting actual designs. The designs are so cool. There's Woj. They're also based on Chinese mythology of, like, of a Chinese merchant traveling and sold them to a Spanish king, essentially. Yeah. So they were Chinese names. Wo Qian, Qian Pao, Ting Lu, Qi Yu. Forgive my pronunciation if it's bad. Um, They're all dark and dark. Yeah. yeah. The Wo Chen specifically, the snail. The, like Dark grass. Dark grass snail. I adore. I don't have one. I haven't gotten around to encountering it or finding it. But I love its design so much. Qian, Pia, Qian Pao is basically a legendary weavile. It's dark ice <laughs> with similar stats. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a saber tooth cat Pokemon, yeah. which we also did. Yeah. Ting Lu is fine. Chi Yu <laughs> is a dark fire goldfish. It's, goldfish. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, that's it for the Pokemon in general. We've got two groups of Pokemon left to talk about. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the version mascots, Coridon and Miraidon, the legendary Pokemon. I mean, we already knew, we knew about them We before. did, yes. But we have feelings about these Pokemon that didn't exist before oh, we played the game. <laughs> I guess that's Because true. we love them now. I do love them. <laughs> there are special babies. They have so much personality and I like that. It is a stroke of genius to give you the legendary at the beginning of the game to have in some capacity and to get to bond with yeah. throughout the game. We, we've gone on record. We've talked about this. We don't care about the legendary Pokemon. I have never cared once about a legendary Pokemon. This is my silly lizard bike dog who loves sandwiches <laughs> so much. I would die for this lizard bike dog. Everyone give your sandwiches to my bike. <laughs> it needs them. <laughs> it's a good boy. <laughs> Yeah, I'm more attached to Coridon, you're more attached to Maridon because of yeah. the versions we played. Um, I think Maridon has the cooler like bike form. So yeah, we've we've I, I've heard this point of view that yeah. Maridon has the better form as the mount, Coridon has the better battle form. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. I yeah. Cuz having just played through Violet as well. I didn't b- bond with Moridon as much because I didn't wasn't paying as close attention to the story. Sure. But then going back to my Scarlet file afterwards because I've got the shiny charm. Yeah. It's like, oh right, this thing's just gambling around on all of its legs. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, sure is. Yeah, I really like the way that. I mean, you spend most of the game with the bike form. Yeah. So like, I. I don't dislike it I'm, at all. I, but, I'm yeah. quite attached to bike form ride on and yeah. how like smoothly it moves. And, and there's a moment in the story with that that we'll talk about when we talk about the story shortly. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. But first, we've got to talk about the Paradox Pokemon. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> so, Pokemon from the past or the future that aren't evolutions or forms of the Pokemon, but they also are. Like, when you go to fight... Iron Treads or Great Tusk as the Titan, it says Donphan before you fight it. It's mm. clearly supposed to be a form of Donphan that's undergone regular evolution, not Pokemon evolution. Yeah. So it's the same bit. And here's the thing. They don't have actual names. They have these code names, kind of like the Ultra Beasts had, but the Ultra Beasts also had regular names. 
But Coridon and Miraidon also have paradox names because they're paradox forms of Cyclazar, which right. is a really cool touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, Miraidon is Iron Lizard, which follows the Iron format of all Everything those names. Everything is Iron. And Coridon is like Serpent King or something. Yeah. Which, like, it's cool that they've got these names. I think the Scarlet ones are cooler. Broadly speaking, yes. I, I just... They're all robots in Violet. And <laughs> yeah, all of the ones in Violet are like, they're they're all robots. They're and that's not iron... what evolution is? No, they're all like iron something. Which, to be fair though, it's because they're all steel type, right? Yeah. But like... No, it's not, Alex. They're not all steel not... type. They should be. Only one of them is steel type. There are more electric types than steel. <laughs> it's very much a like, everything in the future is chrome kind of joke. Yeah. Like um, battling them, you assume they're going to be steel type. The other ones, like the vi- the scarlet ones, you can kind, you can, you might be able to figure out more. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, <laughs> this is great podcasting. I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, I'll say I, I've said this. Um, Paradox Pokemon, apart from the fact that they have thematic connections to other Pokemon, they're just Ultra Beasts too. Yeah. They they fill the same role of being kind of like legendaries, but not really. Of being regular Pokemon from their time or their world that are just more powerful and not being available properly until the post-game, and therefore I don't care about them. Uh, yeah, I really don't care Because about I'm them. interested in Pokemon I can use in a playthrough. Yeah. When I was looking for an Ice type at first, I found out that Iron Bundle, the Delibird version, existed. I was like, oh, that's really cool. I'd kind of like to use that. I can't. You can't can't get it. It's not like I can breed one to get a level one one as well because they're, they're not, they don't breed. Yeah. Um, I do remember what I was going to say. Okay. And it was just that um, I don't know if it is... <clears throat> I don't know if it is quite so much like in the future all of the Pokemon have become robots so much as like... I think it may be more of a alternate reality sort of situation. Okay. That's kind of how I interpreted it. Like there is... From a time machine. I don't know if it's a... Well, okay. They explicitly call it a time it machine. Is, it is a time machine. But look, look, when you travel in time, there's like branches and there's like different versions of the future because of the butterfly effect. And you change one thing and you get different versions of the future. So I think that they're like from one specific version of the future where like, I don't know, Pokemon go extinct and have been recreated by man as robots or something. That's dark. Right? I don't know. That's that's. I don't think that's the intention. That's probably not the intention. But they're all robots, and that's so I know. lame. It is. Yes. There has to be a reason. Let's talk about the individual Pokemon though, because some of them are still good. Is the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, Great Tusk. It's fine. It's a it's a prehistoric elephant. That's yeah, it's, cool. It's fine. Yep. Screamtail, the Jigglypuff version is weird. <laughs> ah yes, a prehistoric balloon. <laughs> Brute Bonnet. I I I hate Brute Bonnet though. Yeah. Brute Bonnet is the Amoongus version that still has a perfectly crystal clear Pokeball on top. Why does it have that? They could have done so many things. They could have had it like be vaguely Pokeball like mm. but muddied. They could have had <sighs> They could have had it look like a berry. Yeah, they did the old Pokeball concept Pokemon already and better with Hisui and Voltorb and Electrode. Yeah, they handled that very, very well. Yeah, and they tied that into the lore really well. Why is this prehistoric Pokemon got a Pokeball pattern on it? Makes no sense. 
Fluttermane is the Mistraverse version, and it is fine. Slitherwing is really cool. It's the ancient Volcarona. Oh, yeah, that one's awesome. But it's partway through being Larvesta and Volcarona, and it's stats, because Volcarona's... St- Larvesta stats are physical-based, but it evolves and becomes a special attacker, but this one is mm. physical. It's really cool. Um, Sandy Shocks is a, magnemite, a magneton with legs and stuff. Yeah, like magnetic dust. Sort that of one's weird. Iron Treads is ugly. Yeah. Iron Treads is the future... Um, it's fine. Don Fan. Its face is terrible. Its <laughs> robot face under the trunk is terrible. It's fine. Iron Bundle, I do like, though. Like, I get it. Not everything should be a robot. But it's cute. It feels like a tin toy. Yeah, that one's okay as a robot because it does have that sort of, like... Its head pops off when you attack it as well. Yeah, it feels very toy-like. I mean, it's ice water, which is weird for the robot. But it it is fun. Iron Hands is the Hariyama, which is great for competitive and who cares. Um, Iron Jugulus is the... uh, (sighs) Oh, the Hydreigon. Hydreigon. Yeah. And it's just the same thing. It is. It's boring. Iron Moth is fine. It's the future version of Volcarona, and it looks cool. It does look cool. I've got nothing to say about it. it. it I think those ones are the coolest, the Volcarona ones. Yeah. Um, Like, as a set. Mm. Uh, I, I think it looks like it has, like, solar panels, which is fun. Yeah. Um, it's weird that it becomes poison type. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the typing is just weird yeah iron thorns is the um uh tyranitar oh yeah 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 and that was really cool it's a mecha godzilla it just it just looks cool i don't think there's a way to do a bad tyranitar is the thing but boy do they really like doing the same pokemon over and over though because like there's tyranitar here getting a new form just like you got a mega and there's salamence in a moment (sighs) roaring moon is cool though Roaring yeah. Moon, the Salamence form, it's based on Mega Salamence. Like, a lot of the Megas had lore that hinted that they were, like, the true version, the ancient version of their Pokemon. Aerodactyl yeah. in particular. Yeah. Like, and that's really cool. Although, having said that, it reminded me that I'm really annoyed that there's no, there's no um, ancient Aerodactyl here. They that's could have had just, it just Aerodactyl. There's just, like, the pure form of Aerodactyl yeah. before it became fossilized and brought back as a rock mine type. It could have been something else flying to show yeah. this isn't a fossil Pokemon. Oh, that would have been so it's cool. It's such a missed opportunity. I get There the... are no zero fossil Pokemon. Yeah. Every, like, even past Pokemon games that didn't have new fossil Pokemon still let you get old fossil Pokemon. There are none in this game, which is weird it's weird considering the like maybe they didn't want it to be one-sided with the time travel stuff yeah like and that's yeah sure like oh but, yeah you can get ex- you know bonus pokemon from the past but not from the future yeah and and i guess i get that but like it's from a whole different they could have done a parallel though of doing like perfect porygon right porygon Z, but it's its perfected form now yeah whatever um, the last one is Iron Valiant, which is also really cool, though. Yeah. Because it's based on both Mega Gardevoir and Mega Gallade as one Pokemon, and its type reflects that. It gets Fairy from Gardevoir and Fighting from Gallade. And also, it's strong, and it killed me. <laughs> it struggled yeah. fighting it so But the important much. thing is, it's just a really cool premise to fuse those two branched evolutions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I kind of wish they did a, a past version of that as well with two other Pokemon. Yeah. 
because there is a, there's a lot of those different kinds of things. They could have done Glalie and Frostlass fused yeah. as an ancient Pokemon. Oh, yeah. That could have been cool. Yeah. A lot of things could have been cool. They could have done... A few... <sighs> there, there feels like there's a lot of missed opportunities. There are a lot of missed opportunities. I for just... sure. Yeah. Which like applies to the Pokemon, but more to other parts. Speaking of which, let's move on from Pokemon, because we've been going for a long time on just the Pokemon. We've got a lot more to talk about. Let's talk about Paldea the region. Hmm. Controversial take here. <laughs> I am not a fan. It's fine. I don't think, to me, now this is me coming at this as a white guy from England who has not been to Spain, but it doesn't feel especially Span Spain to me, or Portugal. Sure. It doesn't feel like Cabezas. And like, Galar felt so English to me. But the previous regions felt like the, their areas too. Alola felt like Hawaii. Kalos yeah. felt like Spain. Unova felt like New York. Kalos felt like... Sorry, Kalos felt like France. Unova felt like New York. Yeah. Paldea doesn't feel like the Iberian Peninsula, particularly. There's little touches. Uh, yeah, I think part of that is that it is a less globalized um, culture. Like, it's not something that as many people are familiar yeah. with. And so I think a lot of it is stuff that we just miss. I think that Maybe. there are a lot of details there that we are not as familiar with. I do know that a lot of the... Um, the My voice is really going, wow. <laughs> I do know that a lot of the... Like, the Spanish elements in particular very heavily draw on a lot of... Um, areas that Spain has colonized ah. which I feel like I don't feel like Galar did that a lot I'm sure it, there's some there and some a lot of stuff that I missed but I don't feel like that was an overpowering thing in fact more so I'd say I noticed elements of where Britain had been conquered like Roman elements peeking in oh yeah phalanx and the baths in Surchester and yeah. things like that yeah which is interesting but I don't know um the general layout is fine. Like, as an area to explore, like, yes, it's a cool open world. But also, like, compared to... Uh, okay, comp let's compare it to Galar specifically, because, mm -hmm. like, that that's the closest thing that we've got. It's, it's that's, a specific Well, that country. and Hisui, but... Sure. But the specific point that I want to make, Hisui okay, yeah, is unrelated. Yeah. Um, you look at Galar, and yes, it's not open world, but, like, it has this big open world area yeah it's the first time they dabbled with it at least but aside from that you look at the map of the region like fr just just from above even yeah and it's like it's towns it's cities and and, and pathways and stuff and there's there's stuff there's stuff everywhere yeah. it is a fully developed country there's yeah. there's stuff everywhere there's lots of people lots of buildings lots of towns Paldea does feel empty. <laughs> Paldea has nothing. The cities and towns are incredibly disappointing. They're the so far apart. They are so, like, sparsely populated. You can barely go inside the buildings. There yeah. are very few buildings you can go inside. The gyms, you don't... like. It's, it, why do you even go inside the gyms? You don't battle in them. And you don't, don't play know. the things in them. They could have just know. been someone standing outside. <sighs> I don't know. Um, and I get that, that they want it to be, like, this open world and, like, lots of yeah. exploring and, like, running around in nature and finding wild Pokemon, and I get that. I super understand. And, like, um, uh, the, 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 the one in the past, 
Arceus. Legends Arceus. Uh, Hisui. Hisui, thank you. Um, Hisui handles that very well. It's open world. It's built into the lore. But it is, yeah, it is a, a not yet developed region. Yeah. It is way, it's way in the past. They haven't set anything up yet. They're still, like, exploring to, to, to build stuff. Yeah. What is Paldeus? Excuse me. Why and is Paldea so empty? I hate to make the comparison. I'm only doing it the one time. But in Breath of the Wild, one, there are a lot more buildings you can go in. Oh, yeah. But two, it's, it's, it's post-apocalyptic. Yeah. Like, is, is, is Paldea the region where Lieutenant Surge fought in the Great Pokemon War? <laughs> and that's why there's no towns and buildings, because they were destroyed. Because that's the only excuse I can think of. If we if we're even if we're even like comparing it to Breath of the Wild, even Breath of the Wild had like more frequent like ruins and more frequent like like stables and more frequent like like places to but that's go. That's the other thing as well. Paldea has these little random scattered ruins yeah. that don't factor into the lore in any sense. They're nothing. And I get it. Like a, a lot of old countries have a lot of ruins like that. But make them a thing. I've seen. I've spoken to people about this. To be fair, who have explicitly said, "I wish these had reflected actual ruins that are in Spain." Yeah. Because they could have done interesting things with that, but they don't. They're just the same every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, re- like, isn't the like like the oldest known cave painting in in the Iberian Peninsula? It's possible. I'm I'm not super well versed on that, but like. I feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities yeah. to do really cool things. Tag Tree Forest is a cool area based on a real area. Yeah, that's awesome. Compare that to uh, the, the 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 cool forest in Gala. Okay. The you know the one the mushroomy one. Yeah. I forget its name. Yeah. But, the like fairy forest. Yeah. Which is very fitting, um, because like, uh, the. British Isles English the, law. Yeah, yeah, has a lot of fairy folklore. Yeah. Like, that was gorgeous. But that is one of many gorgeous locations in that game. Yeah. Yeah, and that wasn't even open world. And, like, it... I don't know. Paldea seems like... There's a lot of individual small parts that are really good. Yeah. And a lot of space between that. And I get it. You want to have a lot of space to explore. Yeah. But do but something like, with it. Endless fields... Yeah. It's not fun to explore. <laughs> like, some of the areas do have, like, some unique terrain and in- interesting ideas. Oh, yeah. Like, some marshlands. And, like, the, the... I'm not sure even sure what exactly... To, how to describe it. But the area in the northeast, like, the late game area... Which? Near the fighting base. What kind of stuff was there? I mean... Stuff. I... <laughs> I can't remember. No, it's fine. It's not that important. But it was cool and different and interesting. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, but like, do more, do something with it. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there was just like a lot of empty space that was. Yeah, and you mentioned low population, but also the fact that you can't talk to most NPCs. Yeah. Ha- some of them have dialogue boxes popping above them. Some of them don't even have that. They're just there. And I, I don't want to bring up Breath of the Wild again. Yeah. But like, you could talk to like every NPC. Every NPC in Breath of the Wild has a name. Yeah. You know what other game they do as well, though? Hmm. Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. And I know there are fewer, but also many of those have side quests. Like, Yeah, yeah, there's like, there's no side quests. Yeah. Like, what? What? I mean, I... the closest would be going to class. Yeah. Which we'll talk about soon. 
But it does seem like a missed opportunity to have random NPCs being like, oh, could you bring me back, like, 12 of this particular Pokemon item type yeah, thing? Yeah, like, the, like the stuff the, that they the Pokemon Because to get Armourouge and Cerulege, mm-hmm. you need to get some of those to trade for an item. Yeah, why aren't there more of that? More side quests like that, yeah. Like, that's... Yeah. It's easy. I I mean, I do appreciate... Like, you could do a lot of those to get more, um... Like, battle items and things. Yeah. Which would be really good. I do appreciate, though, that one, you can buy pretty much every battle item from just the shops in the game normally. That's sure. cool. Yeah, and, like, that is nice. You have to unlock them, but that's cool. And, like, evolution items and stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, on the other you also get a lot of those from the the guys at the Pokemon Center who are like, mm. the challenge where you have to battle certain trainers. And that's cool because otherwise there's basically no incentive to battle the random trainers. I fought at least half of them after beating the game when my Pokemon were all <laughs> level 100 because I didn't find them exploring because you don't go on the paths where they are most of the time. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. And like, honestly, so much of my time exploring was just kind of like, well, I would just wander around an area hoping to find trainers mm-hmm. because I was I was trying to, you know, meet those criteria um, just for my own sake. Yeah. But so much of that wandering around was just like, I'm going in circles and there's like nothing distinct here yeah. to let me know if I'm in a, am I in a new place? Like, where am I? You'll find an item on the ground because there are items on the ground littered everywhere and that's yeah. cool. It's, yeah. it's nice to like be like, ah, I am rewarded for exploring here. Yeah. But you could do just do a little bit more with that. It's like a lot of the times you find random items or like new Pokemon you would have never otherwise found by going to random areas, which is also cool. Yeah. And there's just it just I think we both were hoping for a little bit more. Like just a modern a modern world that is open world is the thing. Breath of yeah. the Wild built into the story. Legends Arceus built it into the story. There is no reason for Paldea to feel so empty. Let's talk about the stories and characters. Though. Let's let's go to something more positive because we enjoyed the story and characters. I I love them. So, first first up, let's talk about the most important boy, Arvin. Arvin. Arvin, you are introduced to as the professor's son, and you're introduced to him as kind of a jerk. The first time I interacted with him, I was like, I hate this guy you, he's like i don't like your lizard bike for no apparent reason fight me i have a squirrel like dude why are you so angry please calm down the next time you meet him, anything he, to you the next time you meet him he's like help me go exploring i like picnicking and making sandwiches and help me just, find these powerful pokemon and he seems like so arrogant and so, like, yeah. full of himself. But then you go and do it. Then you and fight then you the Pokemon. Go and, do it. and then he makes your, your sandwiches. And then you realize, oh, he has a sick dog. Oh. Mabostiff. Oh, he's doing this for his puppy. Mabostiff, when you fight them normally, have this, like, ch- creepy grin. And it's like, they're, tra- they're they have intimidated ability. They're trying yeah. to be intimidating. I don't like those Mabostiff. But Arvin's Mabostiff <laughs> looks like such a sad puppy. And I know. He's got such a sad, droopy face, but in the best way. Yeah. The, like, cutscenes, they did such a good job with, like, making the Pokemon in the cutscenes, like, so expressive. Yeah. Like, I love that. Thank you. And you have to get, you have to go and beat all of the the Titan Pokemon, which are just, um, 
alpha Pokemon again. Yeah. We have to beat them again in order to get the Herba Mystica blah 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 MacGuffins to help heal his sick dog and also your sick dog Lizard Bike. But more <laughs> importantly, frankly, his sick dog. Yeah. And then it's like, he freaks out with so much excitement when his dog woofs. Because it's the first time in forever he's heard his dog woof. I almost cried. And then, then, like, he's like, I guess not everything's going to help you feel better. And he drops the Pokeball. And his dog picks up the Pokeball in his mouth to take to his... Oh. And then he falls to his knees crying. Yeah. Um, the amount of, like, emotion shown by Arvin in particular yeah. also is so good. And, so good. And he considers you his little buddy and his best friend because you've held him in this way. And then you realize, you learn more about him. He's only, like, his, his parents, parents both abandoned him and didn't care about him like we've got deadbeat parents in pokemon like we've had absentee fathers since the dawn of time but now we've got explicitly deadbeat dads and deadbeat moms in and he's only had this dog and also you learn that part of the reason he was abandoned by his parents is because they were so obsessed with their time machine and your lizard they were doting on this lizard, and so he feels like the lizard was stealing his parent from him, and that's why he's lizard. And he, but also he gets over that throughout the game, and he, he learns does, to yeah. accept it. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I understand why you felt this way now, and accept what you've gone through, and you have such a good arc, such good character development. Friendship ended with N. Arvin is my <laughs> new favorite boy. <sighs> uh, the part of the legend storyline is cool. It's fun. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've got no more to say about it. It's all about Arvin. It's, yeah. Nimona and the gyms. Nimona is a cool character. I really like what they did with Nimona. The I... premise of this experienced champion who's like, I'm going to build a new team, though, and train alongside you yeah. as a new friend. Specifically, like, like being, there's not... There's not the one champion. champion. There's yeah. not just the one. It's like you. It is a rank that many people can reach. Yeah. Um, if they put in the time and the effort to like do it. And, yeah. You know, if they're skilled and whatever. Um, and so, like, I really appreciate that take on on mm-hmm. being the champion, and like, so having Nimona as a champion and her being so excited to like, like, help you get to that point as well. Like, she sees this potential in you, and is like, I'm gonna help you be a champion. And like, that I love. I love you. Went, you went off on Arvin. I'm going off on Nimona. That's fine. Um, <laughs> I love the thing where she like puts together a specific team for like where you're at in your journey. Like she says this outright. Like she tells you, "Oh, hold on. I got to make sure that I have like the right team to battle you at this moment." Like she's so thoughtful and yeah. she, but also she's like so supportive. It makes it feel a lot better about the fact that you beat her every time. Yeah. She still feels like a justified rival because she has deliberately lowered herself to your level. Yeah. It's so good. It's 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 like really satisfying and yeah. it's encouraging and like every time you fight her like she's never like really put out she's just like she's so proud of you yeah even How- like the final time that you fight her um in like the sort yeah. of big battle where there's like this moment Post where Pokemon League yeah where like you, you battle her and it's like is, is she gonna cry like is she, like I mean, yeah. what, like what is about to happen and then she just starts laughing because she's like you so- kicked my butt and it was <laughs> awesome. She's- so proud of you yeah and i'm just like oh the rest of that storyline though which is called victory road because this game doesn't actually have a victory road area which also feels lame yeah but the victory road storyline is boring it's just the gym it's, it's just it's doing whatever. the gyms and it, it 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 yeah 
And I, the gyms aren't. I like all half that of the gym leaders as characters. Yeah. Uh, Kofu is great. He's fun, lively. Grandpa yeah. Fishman who yeah. takes a photo the where. Well, he's like a fishmonger. He kind is, of yeah, deal. yeah. He's a and he takes a photo of you where he's like, it's a false perspective photo where yeah. he's small and you're big because he thought that would be funny. Yeah. That's great. Um, very good. Iono is fun. She's very vibrant and. Oh, out yeah. There. Yeah, I like her a lot too. Um, Larry. Larry is incredible. He's a salary man. 10 there's, out of 10. There's for a Larry. line that like, probably would have been the case. But like, we'll get through the gyms, but his gym sucks. Larry's great, but his gym sucks. Oh, yeah. Um,. Who are the other gym leaders? That's kind of the point, though, is the thing. Well, no. No? I'll okay. get. Uh, we're coming to that tonight. I want to talk about the characters, but... Um, who even are they? The bug lady, I don't care about. She's fine. The ice grandma? He's a teenage boy. No. Do you mean the rock? You, okay, no, wait. Oh, um, Rhyme... Yeah. Rhyme the ghost grandma. Ghost she's in, grandma. She's in the ghost. She's in the ice she's area. In, yeah, she's in an icy town. And the only icy town, because the ice gem isn't in a town. It's not, right, yeah. But, yeah, Rhyme is phenomenal. <laughs> she's a te- She's the sister of your maths teacher also, which yeah. is cool. She's got skeleton braided hair. She's so cool. She's a rapper. It's she's really so fun. She's so cool. She's, it's really cool. Yeah, love, love that. Love her. She gets incredibly angry at little things, which is great. <laughs> she's awesome yes yeah those are the good ones brassius the grass guy is there he's fine um i hate the psychic lady and (laughs) grusha the ice type snowboarder is so bland yeah she was like a really he right grusha's a boy grusha's a boy huh yeah that seems like a feminine name it's not a name fair enough (laughs) Um, right, yeah, he seems very similar to, uh, your gym leader, but without any personality. Yeah, <laughs> and also, well, that's the thing about the gyms as well, the gyms suck. They're just, like, you go into this empty room of nothing, which you didn't even need to go into, and the gym puzzles are atrocious. There are, there, there were puzzles? The olive roll is kind of fun-ish. I like, I did like the it's olive cute. roll. And it's cute. But that one made me so mad because the gym leader didn't then have a small limb. It's sim- it feels similar kind of to the Wooloo herding. Yeah. But it's you like know- this whole town it revolves around olives. Yeah. And you have this thing that can this make... This type-changing mechanic. Yeah, you have this type-changing mechanic and you're not, you didn't use it to use the olive. But what if she had Teddy Ursa? Why? Well, because no one... She's a baker? Because no one has a new Pokemon as their ace Pokemon. Everyone is implied to have an ace Pokemon that's like their their penultimate Pokemon. But their ace Pokemon are all old Pokemon terrestrializing, which I don't care for. When we did the Elemental Shards, we gave them an Elemental Shard Pokemon and an ace. And sometimes they coincided, but not necessarily. Their ace was always a new Pokemon. Yes. For one thing. Yeah. Like, Iono has this whole trailer where she has belly bolts, and, like, that's supposed to be her ace, but her ace is actually Miss Magius. It's weird. Yeah. Because they were, because they had this cool concept, but they weren't quite sure how to use it. Yeah. The rest of the gyms. The Sunflora chase was fine. That, it like, was fine. A similar fine. premise for a more interesting gym puzzle that would have been much more Spanish feeling. The running of the Tauros. Um, there should have been... How is there not a running of the Tauros? Right? Like there's tourists, random tourists in the wilds that will run at you, but there's no running of the tourist event. That's a missed opportunity. Um, Iono's gym puzzle was kind of cute and fun. Like, yeah, I mean, I, it, it I, was it was a weird where's Wally kind of thing, 
but the the premise of being on a stream made it stand yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it it felt it felt fine. It Ko- like at least fit the theme of like what she had going on. With Kofu's, I love the premise of the auctions within the game. Yeah. Didn't care for the whole gym puzzle of return his wallet to him. Yeah, that's that's nothing. What's the actual gym puzzle? Larry's gym is a restaurant with this. It's a really cool scavenger hunt. It's a really de- good gym. It's the only good actual gym yeah. that has nothing to do with Larry whatsoever. There are several restaurant restauranteur gym leaders. Yeah. And one gym is in a restaurant and is a salary man. Why? Give me an office building puzzle. Right? <sighs> the <sighs> perfume lady tulip is nothing. You have to do a, a game that looks like it's designed to be a, a, a rhythm game and could have been really fun as a rhythm game, but instead it's just push button. You have 20 seconds. Yeah, like it's not. Oh, you pushed the wrong button, but push it, push the right one though as well, and you'll be okay. I, I get I get that Pokemon's for kids. Pokemon is designed to be for yeah. kids. But, like, there's other parts that are much more difficult than that. Why are we... Yeah, did anyone play Legends of Arceus? Remember those boss fights? Right? Like, uh, uh. Rhymes was just double battles. And, like, it's cool that you have double battles. But give me a rapping mini game. Give me a freestyle event where I have to choose the rhyming words to fit and whatever. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been easy to do and still fun. Yeah. And Grush's, Grush's gym puzzle is very similar to what we designed for Nick. But without but as the eighth, as the eighth gym, it is significantly easier than Nick's would be as the first gym. Because you just slide down a hill and if you, like, there's no, literally no challenge. You press left and right a little bit and then you're done. There's nothing. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. And it's bland yeah. and... Like, you, you could have done something. They, like, the, the people creating Pokemon seem to misunderstand what people want out of Pokemon. Like, yes, we want battles. Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's what Pokemon is built on. But, like, we also... The puzzles are fun! We want the puzzles! Generations 3, 4, that, that era had such good puzzles. I they, love puzzles. They incorporated gym puzzles as a story element, the trick house. Where you have different designs and you have NPCs there who are like, I'm here studying how to make good gym puzzles. Because they had so many good ideas for gym puzzles that they spilled over. Like, I don't know. It seems it seems like the way that this game was sort of set up is like, here you can go do gyms if like that's your thing, or you can go fight these other Pokemon if that's your thing, or you can go fight the bad guys if that's your thing. But like, all of those options are just battles. Yeah. Like, at least with the gyms traditionally, there's like also this like fun puzzle aspect mm-hmm. and like though that has been less and less over the past few generations yeah it does get less every time um and i really wish that they would bring back like yeah like, puzzles i mm-hmm. love puzzles let's talk about starfall street and yeah. team star yeah um the the main premise of like the gameplay of it is fine like yeah the the raid battles are or whatever they're called the the, the star battle where you just throw out your pokemon in let's you go just, mode yeah you just run around and, that's literally yeah. nothing there's no challenge it's whatever as long as you're uh, appropriately leveled and we'll talk about the levels <laughs> then you'll be like it's easy yeah the battles are actually pretty good fun challenges especially once you get to the the star mobiles yeah which can be really yeah, no, challenging the, the, the battles are not easy no they're they're like on average the highest level parts of the game yeah um I struggled with a lot of those. I, those were what I struggled with the most throughout the game. The Pokemon villains, though. 
Like, I get it. Villain teams have become less of a thing. And it's like, they're more like the red herrings of the actual villains. Yeah. But they're usually still something. Team Rocket were active mafioso. Team Aqua and Magma accidentally caused an apocalypse. Team Plasma... Team Galactic were actively trying to cause an apocalypse. Yeah. Team Plasma brought it back to kind of being weird cultish mafioso again. Mm. Team Flare, more apocalypse. Team Skull were street hoodlums who were mostly ineffectual but did ruin did one take town. over a town. Poe Town was genuinely harrowing as a story element. Yeah. Team Yell are sports hoodlums and it's a fun flavour aspect in that way and it plays into it being England where we have sports hooliganism. <laughs> yeah. And again, they're, they're just a red herring. Team Star though aren't even a red herring villain because no. when, no, to, actually to be fair, they're a red herring in the the first time you encounter the grunts, they act really horrible for no reason. And then every other time you meet them, they're the nicest people you've ever met. Yeah, like, who were those? I don't who know. Were those grunts? It didn't fit. Giving the... Team Star a bad name. It just, it was clearly just there to set up the idea that you should want to take them down. But no, you shouldn't if you actually pay attention from that point on. I'm just realizing. Mm. So in that scene, like, they're, they're bullying Penny. Yes. Do we see how that scene started? Not specifically. I'm not sure why. Because I wonder if, like, they were specifically being mean to Penny because Penny was like, hey, you should stop doing Team Star stuff. And we got the wrong impression that they were being super jerks, but really it was Penny trying to do... I guess that's possible, but the implication is that Penny is just a lot shyer than that in person. Yeah. And it's more important. Like, they're, they're actively trying to recruit people and being very pushy about it, which is defeating the point of what the team star's goals are yeah yeah it, it just it doesn't quite read right and it doesn't make sense when you think about it yeah the team star characters are fun though oh yeah like mella being just mella feels very much similar to um our character our fire character oh yeah in the in the uh, in pyro, pyro yeah. of team astro in the like they're incredibly aggressive but and like sometimes even kind of a jerk but generally a decent person yeah yeah. Like, they're, they're a lot of fun. I like um, her a lot. Uh, I liked all of them quite a, quite a bit. Yeah. The most important character in Starfall Street, though, is Clive. <laughs> Love Clive. Clive. Did you, did you um, every opportunity... Refer to him as Director Clavel? Yeah. Obviously. Okay, I did, I did yeah. too. I never once, like, played along. I was like, no, <laughs> sir. His, his, the other aspect of Director Clefell's involvement is as part of like where you can go and like bond with the teachers you can do it with him as well as you progress the nice. story but his parts are things like the first time he goes in there I think he's asking you like to help him he wants to understand slang that kids use because like he is around school and he asks you what chuggy means I don't even know how to pronounce that because I'm not That's cool correct. enough chuggy but, like, I didn't even think it was a real word. I thought Pokemon like, oh, they've made up a silly slang word to be to sound silly. Oh. No, it's a real thing. I looked it up and got the right, correct yeah. definition for him. But, oh, that's a real thing. I mean, Pokemon's been, like, in 2007, Diamond and Pearl, there was a character that called you a noob. Yeah. Why wouldn't it be genuine slang? But <laughs> it's so weird to hear this. <laughs> this is very old. <laughs> I had Ken and him with uh, Keith Silverstein's voice, by the way, specifically oh, as yes. Hawkmoth in Miraculous Ladybug, specifically. <laughs> Or rather, Gabriel Agrest when yeah, he's Director Clavel. Like, uh, <laughs> in what, when he's Clive, he's Hawkmoth? Yeah. <laughs> uh. 
Sarah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm just your normal student, Clive. I'm here as part of... Look, <laughs> it's great. Because he's clearly got to be putting on some kind of voice as an attempt, right? Probably, But he's yeah. a, he's like a six-year-old man. He can't do a teenage boy voice. He's, so he don't... He's, it's the embodiment of that meme that's just like, how you doing, fellow kids? It's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's great. It's very good. I love Clive. <laughs> love the end of that story. It's very good. Um, but the real story of this game begins after you've beaten all three storylines. Oh, buddy. Because The Way Home, I wish The Way Home was half the length of the game, genuinely. I wish they'd put it in so much more at that point. Mm. Because for the first time, Pokemon feels like an RPG. You've built a party. Yeah. You and your three friends from these three storylines go and explore Terry together, and there's dialogue, and there's bickering and infighting. Yeah. I want to watch an anime series of them all going through these oh. adventures and forming bonds over time, because by the end of it, they're all good friends. They are, yeah. It's clearly supposed to be a, a good chunk of time. I could imagine it being days between the research bases. Yeah, the, the bits where you're, like, exploring that, that area, and there's these, like, little bits of dialogue, like, between them while mm-hmm. you're wandering around. So good. Yeah. So good. And the... <sighs> So good. It's so good. I love it so much. And it builds up, and you discover the Paradox Pokemon. Um, oh, I forgot to make this joke earlier, but of course, love the uh, area... Like, as far as conveying Spain, love the fact that they did get that accurate representation of the giant hole in the middle of Spain. You know, you know, there's like a big crater in the middle of Spain. Is that the only time they've done that where they've completely warped the geography of an actual area to, like, in such a weird, extreme way? Yeah, I don't, I I don't, I don't know. It's weird. It feels like in a normal region they would do that with, like, mountains. Yeah. But then you explore through this area... And then, like, you get to the professor. Plot twist, they're a robot. So good. They, the, oh, it's, it's like. It's such a moment. Like It's so intense. Because it's not just that they're a robot. Because then they're like, yeah, the pro- actual professor died. Like, straight up, dead. Specifically, um, trying to protect Corridor your, bike, your yeah. bike lizard. But, like, Pokemon. Which, like, People don't die in Pokemon. Mm. Have, has there ever been a Pokemon game before? Which is explicitly refers to a character that is known having died. Not like someone from like long ago who died. Or like a ghost appearing. Or, yeah, yeah, or just like a character in a story that's told to the player. Like this is ah. a character who's kind of a character in the game, but also not. Yeah, not a character that we've ever actually met. Because then we learn that the professor is actually the real villain of the game, despite yeah. being dead. Yeah, we so never meet the villain. Not only yeah. is the villain of the game dead, but also the professor is the villain for the first time. So good. That said, I did call that from the very first trailer that they were the villain, because, like, look at them. <laughs> it's fair. Like, it's Pokemon fair. is back on its... The obvious villain is obvious from the get-go. Yeah. Um, the only thing about them is I hate that they're the professor. Why are they? Why are they the? Professor? They don't do like the things that the professor has traditionally known Pokemon is provide the Pokedex and give you your starter Pokemon. Here's okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There is quote the professor. Yes. And then there is a professor. Uh huh. And I I think that in this game the professor is Clavel. Yeah. Clavel gives you both your Pokedex and your Pokemon. He does the perfect, like, the professor thing. Yeah. And he does the welcome to the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but the... Professor Sada and Turo. Yeah. 
they are just a professor. I don't think that they they are taking the role of the professor. No, but they got the title. Uh, like, you've not always been given both of those things by the same character. Like, Gold and Silver, for instance. Professor Elm didn't give you the Pokedex. Professor mm-hmm. Oak did. But Professor, uh, Professor Elm gave you your starter. And it was, a, it was a new premise. It was a sequel. Yeah. Generation 5, you start getting given your Pokemon and Pokedex indirectly. But they're still from the Professor. Generation... Eight, in fact, I think it's right through to generation eight, where Leon is the one that gives you a Pokedex, and oh, sorry, Leon gives you a Pokemon, and technically Sonya gives you the Pokedex, but it's said from the professor, and Professor Magnolia feels the least like the professor. Sonya is kind of the professor, but that's also part of the story in that Sonya becomes the professor. Yeah, that doesn't happen here. Director Clavel is the professor, but even Jacques, your homeroom teacher, is the one that <laughs> developed the Pokedex. Why isn't he Professor Jacques? I don't know. Even that would have been better. Why aren't they all professors? You go to a school. That's another thing they could have done. <laughs> but just, then... Just have oops all professors. Then, the robot asks you to defeat the professor's dream because the professor, turns out, wanted to bring Pokemon from the wrong time to this time at the expense of life from that time. They would have been perfectly happy to see humans and Pokemon of that era wiped out by invading time-traveling Pokemon. Yeah. Just like Which, totally like, cool with that. For the for, like for the past ones, that's Jurassic Park. Watch a movie. For the future ones, that's gonna destroy the future you want to happen. Yeah. They're never gonna exist. <sighs> yeah, bad plan. Um, clearly you've lost it. And... But then you battle the professor, and the 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 AI robot is taken over by like oh. a, a closer approximation of the professor AI. It's that, so good. But it's more of a robot now. It like speaks yeah, in like yeah, letters yeah. and numbers. But He's this got, is like, like actual... so. It's like actually the robot is the is like the real human here, and the real professor is the more robot. Yeah, which is classic so, villain t- touch. There, love love that for like an AI situation. <clears throat> love that, and then you battle, and you've got these Pokemon that you've never seen before, and it's such a tense, cool battle. So and hard. then you think you've won, but then like, oh no, emergency shutdown situation, and the robot's confused, and it's like, yeah, locking all Pokeballs that aren't registered to the professor. What? And you throw in a Pokeball to fight, and you can't. But it puts up the battle screen. It's like, what do you do? Click fight. <laughs> Click every button. Nope, you can't fight without, po- without a Pokemon. But then you go into your party. It's like, okay, well, let's look at my Pokemon then. And then you look down the list. You've had the whole game of your six party members, and at the bottom is Coridon or Moridon that's been there the whole game. You can click that button to ride it. And then you click it, and it comes up the message, swap in. Yeah. And there's a glowing thing, and there's a realization. Yeah. This Pokeball is registered to the professor. Yes! And you send it out. And it is the coolest moment of a Pokemon game. It's up there with, like, battling red that in gold, silver, crystal. That is you know? so good. After climbing up to Mount Silver, you find the original player character. Oh. That was a huge moment. This is on that level because it's so cool. So good. And yes. It's so well put together. It's a super scripted battle. You can't lose it. You're going to win. It's super dramatic. And it builds up to the point where you can terrestrialize to use Terra Blast. But it's so good. The only part that's a misstep here is that it feels like it's supposed to be a terror raid battle. Because you've yeah. got a party of four with you and that never happens. Yeah. But this final moment had to be Coridon versus Coridon, Miraidon versus Miraidon, and it's so good. It's very good. And then Ed Sheeran starts playing. <laughs> Ed Sheeran starts playing. Yeah. But also, The Way Home is the coolest Pokemon mainline story probably ever. Yeah. Legends Arceus, I prefer the overall story. This one section at the end is so good. It is very good. 
I am particularly like I'm so impressed with how much more mature it is for like a Pokemon. Yeah! Um, at least like that part of the of the story. Gosh, this the the scrolling text and screen where it changes like to from like you are challenged by AI Professor Turo or Sada, and like it scrolls through various messages. At one point, it says AI Professor ha- no longer has the will to fight. But then it changes to, you are challenged by the Paradise Protection Protocol. Yeah. Like, no longer the AI, no longer a being, just the concept itself. You're, you are fighting, like, the program. Oh! Um, but also just the, um, the, the dealing with the fact that, like, the prof- like the, the, the professor the is dead. professor is dead. And, like, Arvin is there. Yeah. Like, that is their parent. And just dealing with daddy and mommy issues the whole game. Oh yeah. And then and then the robot like that is the closest to Arvin hearing that his pe- parent loves him. He's like, I'm so proud of my, but can't finish the sentence. It hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and like Arvin is for a brief moment. He knows it's a robot. He knew it was a robot before the player did the yeah. whole time. He he kind of had a sinking. He had some kind of suspicion that well, like something wasn't right. There. I'm he pretty sure. He, I'm pretty sure he met the robot previously is the thing. probably oh, I don't know. as the assistant to the professor at some point prob- maybe i don't know i, I didn't get that impression I, i'm not I sure he just it's a little unclear it's unclear exactly how much arvin knew because arvin knew there was experimentation with the time machine yes oh, it's yeah, a little yeah. unclear how much arvin knew but in that moment arvin is like are you like genuinely convinced that's his parent because that thing is more his parents than his actual parent ever was yeah it loves him in a way that his real parent never did and it's it's just like it's it's so like beautifully done. It is very yeah. nuanced. But like there's, there's like a lot of like complicated emotions happening. There's the here. last little moment where like the the AI is like the time machine can never truly be stopped while I'm here. So I'm going to use the time machine to visit the world that the professor has made me dream of my entire existence, which is such a beautiful heartbreaking moment with the, like this, this like bittersweet. Yeah, like, he's he's leaving. Like this could have been a surrogate parent for Arvin and like, had had the robot stayed. The professor can like, only survive as long as it's around these terror crystals, but the terror crystals exist wherever the time machine's going anyway, so the professor still gets to survive. Yeah, and just gets to go experience that stuff that, you know, the dead professor never, never could. Never would be able to. Yeah. Um, and it's, like, I can imagine like a final shot of this anime seeing the professor like staring out at this landscape and like as, I mean, not a tear because it's a robot, but something akin to that like yeah. on the face just being like this professor admiring this beautiful world anyway as i i was saying Sorry. i was getting to a point i know you're very excited um it it's extremely nuanced and there is a yeah. lot of like complicated emotion and there is a lot of stuff going on and after all of this happens um arvin is like clearly not a hundred percent okay yeah. like this just like happens and in like any other previous Pokemon game, I feel like it would have just been like brushed off. Yeah, like, everything, oh, every- it's fine now. We saved the world. Well, it's a- cool. Everything's wrapped up when the credits roll. There might be some post-game story, but but like it implies that there is still going to be some kind of healing process. Yeah. That like like clearly this was traumatizing. Arvin is not going to be okay. Um, well, so here's but the with thing. the power of friendship, like we're gonna help him get get better there are small amounts of post-game story with these characters with particularly those three characters mm-hmm. um and you can explore in similar ways to the teachers you can go around the school and find them and for penny sorry for, for nomona it's just realizing no one else wants to battle her because she's too good and but she's like but it's okay i've got you you're my friend rival whatever and it, it's it's that for penny it's about the team star leaders her, her friends 
coming back to school and she's nervous about them mixing with other people again but realizing oh they're okay and i just want to support them and like but yeah. also like penny just go if you just go and hang out with them they're gonna be so much better off silly, <laughs> silly kid. and arvin's well like there's a moment before this part begins where like the like uh the director can like get off his condolences and he's like yeah it's kind of hard i kind of knew it but also like it's it a lot of weird complicated emotions yeah you know? yeah and like i love that it just acknowledges yeah. that it's a very complicated like, situation it's an estranged parent who was a bad parent to you but it's still your parent yeah yeah like, and that's that's a very complicated yeah thing mm-hmm. but then arvin's like realizing like okay Nimona's this battle prodigy penny's this tech whiz you're the ultimate champion now and i make sandwiches what do I do? And like, starts trying to research into like what his parent has done, mm. like, and realizing like trying to find his own path, and eventually realizing my path should be food stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah this is I'm, that's what I was saying the whole time. But like, being like, now I'm gonna forge my own path. Yeah, like I was doing it before for the sake of my dog, but now, like I'm good at making sandwiches. Yeah, I'm gonna be a culinary whiz. It's, oh, it's very it. good. It's very good. I just. It, it's it's so much more nuanced and yeah. mature and complicated than like I, I feel previous Pokemon games have been, and they did it. They handled it all very yeah. well. Let's rip quickly through a few final elements. Okay. What do you think of Terastalize as a mechanic? Uh, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, here's the I barely used it. I barely. Used I it. think it's gonna be, it's gonna be really cool for competitive Pokemon. Yeah. I don't because here's the thing. I the what I like about and what I liked with the elemental shard is the idea of being able to choose to change a type, and, or to add a type. Well, yeah, in that in in, yeah. Terrestri- in elemental shards, it's add a type. But here, I would want to be able to choose to change a type to do yeah. something else. And, and most of the time, they don't. yeah, you can change what your Pokemon's Terra type is by building up these these items, but it's really hard and a post game thing. So usually, your Pokemon are going to have the same Terra type as one of their current types. And that's I, I don't care that much. Like I get it, I get a power boost, but eh, it, it's, it's not worth not it's worth not it. worth the cutscene, yeah. frankly. <laughs> yeah, the only time I ever did it was like I did it occasionally because be like, like oh, yeah, someone else did it, and yeah. I was like, oh, I don't want to. But then it's like, like I'm slower, yeah. and you might like hit me a little hard, so I guess I'll do it too. Well, I'm usually like, oh yeah, like this, this is your final Pokemon. They terrestrialize. Like, all oh, right, I forgot. And then I don't get another attack because I one-shot their terror Pokemon. Yeah. Because I, d- I, I know what type that. advantages are. I did that plenty too. Um, terror raids. I've done this more than you have because I've been trying to get like items that you only get from terror raids, mm. ability patches. I absolutely hate them. I think they're probably fine if you're doing them with friends, but Nintendo Online is not good enough for this. It's trying to do this half system of like half caring about the turn order, but half just you go at your own pace. Mm-hmm. And what happens instead is the opponent's Pokemon just gets 17 turns while you get one and keeps cutting you off as you're about to click buttons. Uh. And it, it's just so hard. And the high levels especially, like it will just arbitrarily recover HP and the things you do will just matter less and less. And I, like I get that Dynamax raids were slower, but I preferred them. I still wasn't huge on those, but I preferred them to this. Yeah. The early ones, just like early Dynamax raids, are just easy. You just like slam the Pokemon and they go down pretty easily and quickly. Sure. And that's fine. But I don't I don't care for them and I don't care for them being the only way to get certain items. Yeah, you seem like you've been pretty frustrated with those. Yeah. I wanted to get an ability patch so my 
my stupid pointy fish could have the sharpness ability. Oh, yeah. And it took me so long to get one. Hmm. And it's like, cool, now I'm ready to... Wait, there's nothing left to do. The school is a really fun, interesting flavor aspect. Yeah. Like, going to the lessons is so good. Like, it, I get that you don't... You, it's not going to be a priority. I kind of did it because I had more time. Yeah, but, I haven't had time. Yeah. They incorporate all the different subjects into Pokemon in really interesting ways. Like, the maths lessons start out pretty basic and simple. Like, oh, super effective. It's two times. And not very effective. Mm. It's, it's half. But they get into some, like, good, interesting, like, calculations of, like, of odds and percentages with critical hits and stuff. And like, that's just that one lesson. The, the languages I adored, like... You've got on the board, you've got, like, Raichu and Alola and Raichu. And the professor, the teacher from that class uses a Raichu and terrestrializes it to an electric type when you could have made it a psychic type. And that would have been so good! That's one of those things that are, like... Missed opportunities. This is a missed opportunity. Yeah. But it's it's still really cute. And, you, like, it teaches you actual, genuine, real-world languages. But I wish it had tied more into, like, the game. Like, he speaks phrases from various languages, mostly French. And I wish it just said, like, yes, I'm from Kalos. Yeah. That would have been such a, just a tiny little world building touch. Yeah. But it's missing. History, though, is great. It's mostly about, like, the history of the Paldea region. But on the board is Professor Laventon. And that makes me so happy. They're like, yes, he is a historical figure. That's such a good little Yee. touch. Which is like, that's uh, why we named, like, a forest yeah. after him. Is like, we, we wanted to acknowledge that he would have he would be considered a historical figure. I adore the home ec teacher. He's phenomenal and great. <laughs> He's this giant, burly muscle man teaching you how to cook and make food and like take care of yourself. I like that. That's great. He's so good. like that. I'm in love with the school nurse. She is... <laughs> I mean, she's you. Oh, that makes sense. She's got, she's got brightly colored hair. She's covered in plasters and she wears big, baggy, knitted jumpers. <laughs> and she's a little bit awkward and cute. Like... <laughs> your type i mean yeah <laughs> um and i guess yeah. that's kind of it oh the, the school the clothes clothes suck Ugh. the fact that you can only wear the school uniforms is lame it is like come on and that's another one of those things where like it makes it feel like there's not as much in this game yeah like it feels like it's missing yeah things and i can't always put a finger on it but like clothes is one of the things that's missing yeah so final thoughts oh i was actually gonna talk oh, about I'm the sorry. teachers um please i know i haven't played these played played it specifically but like the way that you sort of described it to me about like building bonds like mm -hmm. with the teachers in the school and stuff like by interacting with them more yeah um reminds me of like a game like persona mm-hmm um, I would love to see it built on and expand in the future. Yeah. And I think we'll do some building and expanding on it in Pokemaker Season 2. <laughs> I would love, like, a full-on RPG Persona style, like, like Pokemon. Because, like, that has... I, I don't know how much how much you know Persona specifically. And there are lo loads of RPGs that have that same yeah, sort of yeah. style of, like... I'm familiar with the, the party building mechanics in general. Yeah, and you can, you can, you can choose as you're in your party. Yeah. Which, like, I guess you're doing with Pokemon the whole time. You know, I'm familiar with it more from Paper Mario. Fair enough. The older ones, not yeah. the newer ones. Um. So, yeah, you, you build a party. You can yeah. form bonds to, like, level up your party. Yeah. And then, like... Which is what you do in Pokemon with you, your Pokemon. Yeah. But it's... It, Pokemon's a weird... I would I would love to see more like character bonding yeah. to get like mm -hmm. benefits from from being friends with people. 
And I then, think. And then Persona, you'd usually go into like a dungeon. I think that's going to gonna be something battles. really cool to explore in Pokemaker Season 2. <laughs> like, ooh. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, I want that. that I've already great. been thinking about this, but somehow this you're saying this and you've only just realized that we can do it. We can just do that. Stay tuned. But consider I also want it to be real because I want to play it. Okay, stay tuned. Okay. We'll talk about this off pod. <laughs> okay. Um, my final thoughts. Oh, fi- yeah. Final thoughts. What, what, what do you think? Um, generally, overall, I really like the game. Yeah. Um, I, the story's great. Oh, one thing I guess we should mention. Um, we, because we're, I mean, we're a Pokemon creative podcast. That's what the elements we're interested in. But I guess we'll mention. Yeah, the performance issues are sucky. It's oh, it yeah. performs terribly. I lost a shiny from a game crash at one point. It, it, it's you bad. lost like hours of gameplay yeah because it, tu- it turned off my autosave without me choosing to do that that was a weird thing but whatever like th- that's of, not what we're here to do yeah there's about. you know there's a lot we know of, we know that sucks there's graphical errors yeah. and and things like that but that's not what we're interested Immaterial. in it, it it's whatever yeah. um but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, generally speaking, I, I do really like yeah. it. I think it does a lot of really neat things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it also there were a lot of missed opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think overall is good. I like the direction that they're going. Yes, I think, I think there were a lot of good steps, but it's it, a lot of elements do feel two steps forward, one step back. Yeah, I think that there wasn't quite enough attention to detail. Mm-hmm. I think maybe the game was rushed a little bit. Yeah. Um, which. I wouldn't be surprised by. They generally are. They they have a very fixed timeline. Yeah, and so like that's probably part of the reason why it feels so empty. Yeah. Like I I would love DLC. There's going to be DLC. <laughs> like we didn't talk about this, but like the Violet and Scarlet books hint at DLC already. They yeah. show they show legendary Pokemon that aren't part of the game. Yeah. There's going to be that, and we'll, maybe we'll talk more about that when that happens. Yeah. So like I. My my overall general thoughts are it's a good game. I kind of wish there was more. Yeah. So, I have played both games f- mm-hmm. through to the end. I've I've completed both games' stories f- in full, like including the post game stories. I've yeah. done that in both games. I've completed the Pokedex in Pokemon Scarlet as well. I've got all all four hundred Pokemon in the games. Not counting remakes, this is the most disappointed I've been with a Pokemon game possibly ever. <laughs> I loved it. I've had so much fun playing it. <laughs> But that's just because I love I love Pokemon yeah, so much. Yeah, yeah. It's my favorite game series. I'm much. I'm very easygoing. Yeah, I mean, gen- I generally am as well as the yeah. thing. I still love the games, but Sword and Shield, I was in love with. It hit home. Pokemon Legend. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the English elements were a huge part of that, but also just there's the creative and world building in that game was great. The yeah. regional variants were so good. The regional variant evolutions were so good. Yeah. I loved most of the new Pokemon, like probably. Maybe on a similar level to this one, like the world. I'm Marnie. I adored Marnie. <laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, the creative and world building in that one, is especially, I loved, and the gameplay was there for me as well. Is the thing. Um, this one, I did. I had so much fun playing it. I I really enjoyed playing it. Like I was saying, Legends Arceus, my favorite mainline Pokemon game. Assuming you count that, which Nintendo yeah. and Joe Serebii do. It's a phenomenal game and a brand new experience. Like, every Pokemon game has been like, yes, it's building on it. It's doing so much cool stuff. Yeah. And this one, yes, there is a lot of new stuff being built in here. And so many steps backward that, like, I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is fine. 
Mm. I mean, you know, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl were a huge disappointment. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not counting those like like I've, remakes I, yeah yeah I, well to be fair all the previous me- remakes were great and I love those <laughs> Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl was one. just a letdown so that's like my bottom tier Pokemon game but this like it's fine and it's going to be the second best selling Pokemon game of all time soon yeah and like a lot of people love it and that's great and I'm happy for that but the world let me down so much Paldea I, I just don't care for it mm-hmm. as a region and many of the char- like a lot of the characters feel lackluster. Some of the characters are great. Uh, yeah. Arvin is my favorite Pokemon character of all time now. Not close. He's so good, so well written, yeah. so well developed. It does seem like it has a lot of like like really really high some highs. Some pu- yeah. And then like, really mm-hmm. kind of like low lows. <laughs> yeah. And like I love the highs. They're great, but the lows do pull it down for me. Yeah. Lower than most Pokemon games. The good parts are very, very good, but, but the you rest know, of it's like, eh. That means it's like a 6 out of 10 for me instead of a <laughs> 9 out of 10, like sure, many yeah. games. yeah. You know, I'd still rather play Scarlet and Violet for a third time than I'd rather play most other games. <laughs> and I probably will play it again <laughs> at some point in the future. But it just feels like a lot of missed potential and lost opportunities after I, we've i i think that's what it is, is yeah. it has so much potential and after we've had this season talking about Alsea and, and all Pokemon of the North things South, that we could and we're do like, yeah and like it's again in so many ways it felt like oh wow we're actually less ambitious than what these are doing like the full open world aspect is huge yeah but it, it just feels like we're missing a lot yeah i yeah i wonder if that's like we've now that we've like put ourselves sort of in this mm-hmm. position where like we are thinking about it's how to make a game good, yeah. um, we've we've thought about things that that could be really great and are sort of disappointed to see like that it seems like not that much thought has gone into it as yeah. as we put into it. Like some of these missing elements are things that like were missing from Legends Arceus, but that was built into the lore, so I'm yeah. perfectly happy with that. Yeah, and. And also, here's here's part of following up on what I was just saying that like mm-hmm. it, it seems like like we put more thought into it than they did. They have like a huge team over years. Oh yeah, like also, they've like, been developing years. this game for so much longer than like way before Generation Eight. No, no, no. I I think you're you're jumping into a different. Okay. Um. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I think you're you're That's misunderstanding point, but... where I'm going with this. I'm sorry. Um. They have a huge team, and they have like so many higher ups. And like such a chain of command that like I'm sure there are loads of people working on the game that have those like really specific sure, okay, like yeah, that yeah, that yeah. really in depth like they want to do the really cool things but like aren't able to mm-hmm. because of like the processes of working for a corporation and you know all the bureaucracy and all of, all of the stuff that yeah. sort of comes into that um, really sort of the bigger things get the more watered down they tend to become yeah um, so like. I'm sure that there are, there are people working on the games that are also kind of disappointed that it wasn't as good as like it could have been, mm-hmm. and that's that's kind of the position that that we're sort of in in a, like a weird way. Like we've we can see the potential for how good it could be, yeah, um, and then it, it not not being quite as good as it could, and being yeah. like, well, that's too bad. If you stuck with us now for nearly two hours of rambling. <laughs> 
I mean, good for you, I suppose. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you found what we had to say at least mildly interesting or insightful. Yeah. It just felt like we needed to. Well, also talk we want we, we wanted to. We wanted to. We've talk had about we've had it. all these thoughts. Like it's it's and we've got this platform that feels appropriate to share them. So we're gonna do it. Yeah, it's a bonus also, episode. It's between seasons. Yeah. Also, my brain is made of Swiss cheese. So like honestly, um, for moving into season two, like having this to listen back to <laughs> to like think about like like what was it about about um Scarlet and Violet that like I wanted to improve on. Yeah. This is honestly gonna be very helpful for me <laughs> <laughs> because I have the memory. Of a goldfish. <laughs> Before we sign off, though, let's have a quick little like housekeeping update check because between seasons we're doing so many things. So many things. <laughs> we have both individually guested on the podcast, but make it scary with our friend Sequoia Simone, where we turn romantic movies into horror movies. Alex did Fifty First Dates, and I turned it into a eldritch horror. <laughs> and I did. Mamma Mia, where I turned it into a monster movie, and you'll never be able to predict what I did to Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Take that, Coratana, context. Uh, we've also been on uh, the Wayward Pod? No, what is it? The, yeah, Wayward Pod for... No, the... the... <laughs> Wayward... I know their Twitter handle is the Wayward Pod, but I think the full title is like Wayward... The home for wayward OCs. Home for wayward OCs. Yes. Like, I know this. I was on the podcast. The home it's for a, wayward OCs. It's a great podcast. Where we talked about our OCs of everything we made an OCer. Um, so if you like Pokemakers, go and listen to our behind the scenes thoughts on it. And let me reiterate, the memory of a goldfish is why I could not remember <laughs> the full title of that. Um, We have another point, like, stay tuned for... Uh, we are once again going to be doing Coltsmas on Colts Classics. I don't think it's a spoiler to say that. They do it no, every year. Yeah. It's coming up, so stay tuned for that late December. And We'll, we'll tweet about that when, when Coltsmas happens. Um, Colt, Coltsmas is Colt Classics, which is another Christmas podcast on thing. the network. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. And we'll be making a Hallmark movie. That'll be very fun, so keep an eye out for that. And the biggest thing, really, like the thing that's been like so <laughs> much work, is we had an animated short come out animated by deep blue ink thank you harry <laughs> which like that's a thing that happened thanks to like also thanks to green mountain mysteries for doing it first so we felt like we could yeah because green mountain mysteries did it and we're like huh. like this is like we just watched his content and like now you're doing it what i guess you can just do that huh and it, oh my gosh it's so <laughs> cute and so good and we love it it's very good and um perhaps some of you listening right now have found us because of that yeah, in which case you, welcome if you are listening because this is not a normal episode that's not how yeah. this is not how it normally is um, i mean yeah i don't know why i would tell you that here at the end yeah <laughs> of the episode that would be listed as bonus scarlet violet reactions yeah not part of you <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, if you found us through Deep Link, we're we're so happy to have you. Yeah. Um, we I'm so excited about how the animation turned out, and like everyone has been like so just uh, so nice about it. Like yeah. so many comments just being like, "It's so cute." I'm like, ah. So we'll check. We'll catch up with you again when season two starts coming out next January. But until then, gotta, gotta make, make them all. all.